For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Speaking of Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm your host, Inez Simpson, and I have Martin Gover with me too, my sidekick, my good guy that gets coffee. And dusts. <laughs> so today is really exciting because we're doing our first Zoom one where we can all we're going live on Facebook. So you out there in Radio Land will be hearing us and people will be watching us on Facebook. So I'll have to behave. Usually I sit here in curlers and and do whatever. DC DC t-shirt. <laughs> so today I, I just want to welcome Sean Michael Andrews to the show. Because Sean and I have known each other for a while, but Sean, I don't know if you remember the first time I ever met you. I, I was talking to, uh, telling the story with Larry Ullman when he was on, was how I was up presenting and you had come into the audience. And I remember you sitting in the front, right at the edge of the front area, but I had never really met you before. And I wasn't really paying attention. But afterwards, Larry came up to me and said, my dad would be proud. And I just was like, that was the first time I met you. So you're sort of unforgettable in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And now I just try to follow you around and try to catch up on your little flags. (laughs) Yeah, we're at 17 now. I think the Elmans are ahead of me. I'm not sure where you are now. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been keeping as good track, but there's no way I'm on 17. So uh, we're talking about how many countries we've been into training people, if you want to know what our silliness is all about. But, you know, Sean's a great guy. He goes all over the world and he teaches and he professes to be the fastest hypnotist. So, Sean, uh, let's talk a little bit about that because people are really intrigued by street hypnosis. <laughs> well, Street hypnosis is, uh, it's, it's just something that I do for fun. And uh, as, as a side benefit to doing hypnosis on the street with strangers, it's just made me a much better hypnotist. Yes. So, uh, I mean, when we're doing hypnotherapy, the, uh, the client comes in to get hypnotized. That's pretty easy. And uh, when we're doing a stage show, the people come up on stage to get hypnotized. But when you can hypnotize a stranger on the street, that's when you can really improve your skills. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's, that's why I do street hypnosis. And you still got to follow the same rules of the mind, right? You're still there, and you're, but you're on the spot. Every, everything is the same. All the rules work. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you have many disadvantages on the street that you have to overcome because you don't have the prestige of being the hypnotherapist or the stage hypnotist up there in front of all those people. Um, so it causes you to, to, um, to up your game. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I do. But uh, it's it's loads of fun though. 
That's actually why we say to people, you know, go take a course. It doesn't mean you have to do street hypnosis forever or do it all the time, but it'll up your game, right? Mm, definitely. You'll become more confident and you'll just be really good at it. Yeah, look at Brazil. I mean, Brazil is unique that way because they're very oriented. They're a younger population of hypnotists, mm -hmm. too, than most places. Uh, you notice you and I are not exactly the youngest people on the block <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to be. What happened? We used to be. <laughs> but it, I find that now there's many, many more young people coming into the hypnosis field earlier, which is great. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting because... I mean, as you know, most the history has been most people come to hypnosis when they're in their 40s or they're in their 50s. It's often a second career, and yeah. you don't see many people starting off in hypnosis, you know, right out of high school. It's it's no. rare, but but yeah, you're right. There, it seems to be that uh, people are coming to it a little bit earlier, and that that's great. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it is. So, you know, on street hypnosis, I think what really um, makes people jump back and think is when they see YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff, they don't see, always see the setup. But <laughs> it's still, it's very quick hypnosis. There is no, you know, a lot of people think it's fake and it's far from being fake. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, you're, you're right, though. The setup, I mean, the meeting the person and explaining to them about hypnosis. I mean, you have to you have to do those things. You don't just walk up and hypnotize people willy-nilly. You have to get their permission. <laughs> I, I never hypnotize without any per without permission anymore. And uh, and so, uh, but but that's kind of boring. And YouTube yeah. will have a very short attention span on YouTube, so all that stuff gets cut out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and it's not that you're just. Um you're also doing a contract with the client and, you know, if they say, no, I don't want to be, you don't say, okay, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. And, that would be, that would be rude. <laughs> and I know one thing you always do. And I think is so important because a lot of people will say, oh, street hypnosis is dangerous because they might hurt the person. And all that. You're always very careful. You want to talk a little bit about that because I think hypnotists yeah. and people need to be aware of that. Yeah, uh, when I'm doing street hypnosis, I do the uh, the fast inductions, so I can induce hypnosis in just a you know a second or two. However, before I do that, see a, a shock induction or a fast induction um, involves a rapid movement of the person's body or a body part, and so I don't take chances. I would hate to uh, to injure somebody. And I've never injured anyone in the thousands of inductions I've done. I've never injured anyone. But that's because, <coughs> excuse me, that's because I'm very careful. And I ask them before we do the induction, do you have any wrist or elbow or shoulder problems, back, uh, neck or back problems? And if the person does, I would not do a, uh, a physical induction because I just won't take a chance on harming someone. So, yeah, I, I always do a safety check before I do any hypnosis with people. And uh, and I think that's just the responsible thing to do. And I think, you know, it shows respect and that should creates even a better rapport for you, I think, because that's all you need is that rapport between you and your client. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the thing. I mean, we rapport is so important in your ability to hypnotize somebody. So when I'm on the street, I'm I'm just 
establishing rapport. I'm I'm rapporting them right out of their shoes. I'm doing I'm using all the tricks, you know, <laughs> in order to establish quick rapport with them. And you know, the same as we do when we're doing hypnotherapy, yeah. you want to quickly establish rapport. And and so yeah, I'm I'm using all the tricks. The well, and and the tricks is I from what I've seen, Sean. Tricks is being you. <laughs> being authentic and that's you and that and you know i've seen you in action quite a few times now and i know that's that authenticness that gets you the rapport well thank you i appreciate that but i mean it's it's i i think i'm I, you know i get excited when i'm talking about hypnosis when i'm doing <laughs> hypnosis it's just it, it's such a cool thing isn't it and yeah. so and and so i i think the people the people sense that and and you know i i want them to know I want them to know that I'm not going to do anything that would harm them and that I care about them. And I just want to show them something neat. And so, so yeah, I try to get that across to them and, and that makes things go so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't do a lot of street hypnosis and not anymore anymore. I never did a lot of it, but I do do rapid inductions and I do do a lot of demos, but mm -hmm. not necessarily okay. on the street. So I know what you're talking about and rapport for me has always been because I think they can feel our passion. Mm -hmm. They know we're there. We're really into it, you know, mm -hmm. and that's always the great thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, you know, when they come in to see you for hypnotherapy, they can tell that, that you're caring <laughs> and that you want to help them. And that, that shows through and and so wow so that that's most of the hypnosis done right now it's, yeah. it's simple for you to hypnotize them yeah, after that. you know i keep telling everybody on the show the the whole thing is that's why it's called hypnosis everywhere is because i say hypnosis is just about everything mm -hmm. so i mean in our daily lives we go into hypnosis off and on we do all that naturally and i get them to be aware of what's going on in their own mind and what's coming at them mm -hmm. so once you've established the rapport with clients, they're already in halfway for, to face, you know, it's a natural state. As just said, it's just like breathing. Mm -hmm. Hypnosis is just like breathing. If you allow it, it depends if you're going to allow it with the person that you're with or, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Imagine, imagine trying to be a hypnotist who wasn't able to establish rapport. That's, 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 that would be a tough job. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's possible. Oh. So anything else, any tidbits? that you can give people about uh, doing street hypnosis, just a quickie. Well, I think, I think the main thing is that um, it gives you skills that you can use to build your hypnotherapy practice. You said that you do, you often do demonstrations. And of mm -hmm. course the, the demonstrations, that's when you use the techniques that I use in, in street hypnosis. Yeah. And so when you're in front of a large group of people and you can do instant hypnosis, it, it gets their attention. It's, uh, you know, when they see a friend of theirs who they've known for years, suddenly in that state very quickly, they, they become believers. And, mm -hmm. and surprisingly, when they believe that you have the ability to hypnotize just about anyone very, very fast, they make another leap <laughs> in that, oh, and she can help me with all her, with uh, every problem I have, which, well, we can't help with every problem, but that's the, that's the conclusion that yeah, they pretty come close to. if the person is ready to change it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna Martin is doing something here that kind of like freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Mark, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's poking around in my computer. And I don't know what he's oh, doing. Okay. Right. You know, all I see is this hand movement. You got to be dangerous. He's a dangerous kind of co-host, you know. <laughs> what does Cord do? <laughs> like, you know, but uh, no, but seriously, um, you're going to be, well, you're in home in Georgia right now. Yes. But you spent a lot of time in Germany, right? Yeah, uh, we were in Germany for almost four years, and um, and while I was there, I was doing, I like to say I was doing experiments. Now, I I would love to say I was doing research, but when I say research, then people expect documentation. Which <laughs> I'm very very bad at, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but I'm always I'm always experimenting on hypnotizability what makes people more hypnotizable than others oh, nice. you know how can you get people into deeper hypnosis um just everything i mean what are the you know uh, what i've been doing is i've been questioning many of the things that we were taught over the years and um and a lot of them i'm finding aren't really true <laughs> we're going to come back on that note. We're just going to go for a short break here okay. quickly. But when we come back, I really want to continue that conversation. So uh, we'll be off to break. All righty. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access 
access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Great, and back we are. Welcome back to our second segment with Sean Michael Andrews and and do you want to just continue that great conversation we were having? What were we talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess I was talking about how I uh, there, are, there are many things about hypnosis that I used to believe that I don't believe now. And, and I yeah. wanted to test those things. Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, one of the things that was one of the funnier experiments that we did was with alcohol and hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And so we were taught that alcohol was probably not a good idea. It was um, maybe, maybe if you were doing a show, if someone had had one or two, uh, that they would be okay. But beyond that, it was not a good idea. So we set up an experiment and we had six somnambulists, which for the non-hypnotists, these are very deep hypnotic subjects. And, uh, and we, uh, we hypnotized them and had them tell us about how deep they felt they were. And then the drinking started. <laughs> so, so three of them drank water and the other three drank uh, wine. And uh, the ones that drank wine, uh, they drank three glasses of wine. Actually, one of them, I think, drank four because I wasn't watching very carefully. <laughs> And then we hypnotized the group again and had them judge how deep they went. And we found that they went much deeper when they were tipsy. So, so I can tell you now there was also a study at Leeds University in the UK uh, where they found the same thing that a lot of alcohol does promote very deep trance doesn't do a heck of a lot for attentiveness or, or following directions. <laughs> but, but as far as getting a good deep trance, that's the ticket. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting experiment. And, uh, oh, so anyway, so one of, one of our old instructors, Gerald Kine, used to tell a story. He used to say that he would go to the bars late at night and hypnotize the drunken patrons so that they could leave the bar sober. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I thought, well, he tells some good stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really believe that. So just for the heck of it, just for the heck of it, my three drunken people that I used for the experiment, I said, I'm going to snap my fingers. And when I do, you are sober. Well, I'd snap my fingers. Two of them stayed drunk. 
<laughs> just very, very drunk. One of them actually became sober. She hmm. was, instead of staggering and slurring her words, she walked a straight line. She spoke perfectly. It was, um, it was incredible. And so I thought, well, maybe that wasn't such a story after all. Maybe no. there was some truth to that. So, yeah. you, you And can. you can do the vice versa, right? You get people drunk on water. <laughs> you can do that, too. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. You know, you can just buy them. It's really good. I'll buy you another round. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, the, uh, that's a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been known about that. Martin would say that, but, you know, we don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know what it's so much fun i mean people can understand how we get this is this show is about promoting hypnosis to the general audience mm. and also hypnotists because they're listening to us too but mainly and then they, when they can see that we have fun with it that we have passionate about it then we talk about it just like this this is important to me I really, really, I'm really thanking you. So any more stories like that is just great. <laughs> and Jerry Kind stories too, because you know what, you know, I still miss the man. Yes, that, very much. Uh, you know, was, he was just still one of my greatest, I think he was one of the greatest hypnotists of all time, really. You know? I agree. I yeah. agree. He was, he was fantastic. And, and uh, he made me a hypnotist. Me too. I, I thought I was a hypnotist before I met him, but I wasn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, me neither. I, I know that. I think a lot of people will say that, you know, yeah. it's good. Yeah. So next story, please. Oh, okay. well, we were talking about Germany. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. Germany was good because it gave me the opportunity to teach in a lot of countries very easily. You know, it was two out was a two hour drive to Belgium and um, couple hours to Netherlands, uh, two and a half hours down to Switzerland. So it was, it was very easy to put flags in the flag display <laughs> while I was in Europe. And by and large, I think the, the Europeans tend to be pretty well-trained. Yeah. Um, in, in traveling around, I've noticed that, that some, some countries tend to have their act together a little bit more than others when it comes to hypnosis. Uh, yeah. The Australians, um, the Australian hypnotherapists uh, tend to be very good. And, and one of the things that Australia does, or many of their organizations do are um, this is similar to what psychologists do. They have a period of supervision. Yeah. So you meet with your, with your mentor, your supervisor uh, every few weeks, and discuss clients that you've helped and worked with and, and how, what techniques you used with them. And, and I think, I think that's quite useful. And it's something that I think uh, I'd like to see more in the United States and Canada. You know, it, it's an interesting thing. It's sort of a slippery slope. I get kind of worried about it when they start to put in those kind of rules, but mm -hmm. I think in the UK they do that too. They have what they can have supervision with a supervisor and uh, I think if we carried the can on that, instead of, you know, waiting for something to come like that, you know, if we're teaching people in hypnotists and maybe start adding sort of that mentoring program, you know, yeah. mentoring is um, mentoring is just so terribly important. Um, I've had wonderful teachers over the course of my career and uh, and mentors. And I think that it really it really helped me in my growth as a hypnotist. And I do encourage 
everyone as they get into hypnosis to uh, to get a mentor because yeah. it's it is invaluable. I'm here. You're there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're, and that's what, you know, that's really exciting for me when I do that kind of work because I can see the growth in the students. It's awesome. Yes. You know, it's so great. And you know that they're, you're sending out people who know what they're doing. It's great. I like it a lot. <laughs> a absolutely. I think, I think the, the worst thing to do is to take a hypnosis class and then, I mean, now it's important to see clients. It's, it's very important because you, a new hypnotist learns so much from their clients. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's one of the biggest uh, training grounds. However, a hypnotist yeah. needs to continue to educate himself or herself and, and to continue to take classes, to go to conventions and to find a mentor. And that's that's how you get to be very good. That's how you get to be great. And, you know, I love it when I, you know, I went to um, my first hypnosis NGH convention at the time mm -hmm. was when I had just become a hypnotist. And I, I just always started going to more and more. And I always say, take more training. I still take training now. I don't know. It's not I'm just because I'm on the radio or because I teach doesn't mean that I don't want to learn more. So it's a continual learning process. And I really would like people to know that most of us hypnotists are very well learned because we put a lot of time in. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, I think on air. Yeah. Where, where I mentioned that in the past, most hypnotists were in their forties or fifties when they yeah. came to, to hypnosis. And that's really a good thing. Um, we're not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. But, um, you know, if, if you if you think about some a, a young psychologist just finishing their master's could be as young as 23 years old. And I don't know about you, but when I was 23, I had no business playing around with anybody's <laughs> anybody else's problems or anybody else's head. And, uh, but with hypnotists, most of us come to it later in life and you've got a lot of life experience yeah. and what we do is different from what a psychologist does. However, um, it can be quite useful that we are maybe in our forties or fifties. Well, yeah. But you know, even someone like Jerry Kine who started really early I mean, he said, I did mostly stage shows. And who's going to give a 15-year-old or a 20-year-old any credit for knowing anything? Yeah. Really. And that's <laughs> part of it. You know? It is part of it. So yeah. uh, it's not saying they can't be hips and they can be starting very much earlier, but they, uh -huh. and they definitely need that a little bit of life experience for sure. I think I so. So we are always on the same page pretty well. And I tell you that, you know, with teaching in Germany uh, quite a bit, and you were there too, is I love teaching the Germans. Yes. Because Germans are you know what? They just do it. They just go out and do stuff. You know, they just get done. They just get it done. I, I don't know. This is the only thing that sometimes we as Canadians, I don't know about the mayor. I'm not going to pick on you guys yet. But the <laughs> But Canadians, we're so easy, you know, we're sorry, we're good, we're polite, we're all that stuff. And sometimes we need a boot. You know? <laughs> well, I, I mean, Germans, it's funny when you're teaching, when you're teaching Germans or Swiss or, you know, yeah. you do an exercise, the exercise will take half an hour, half an hour, everyone is done. And yeah. That doesn't always happen. So <laughs> that's in, in Brazil, sometimes it's like herding cats. But <laughs> what? 
But by golly, they have a good time. <laughs> oh, my God. The Brazilians are so gung-ho. But and, that's and, true. And so it's friendly. So friendly. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I've met... I've met people who around the world who are super friendly, but very few are as friendly as the Brazilians are. Yeah, and they're so excited. And I love the passion, but like you say, it is it's a little um, <laughs> disorientating when you're wanting to go this way and everyone's going that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just go, go with the flow. Um, That's right. Good thing wrong. that I just wing yeah. things, you know, most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> anyway, we're, we have one minute till break just to let okay. you know. And uh, I, I really want to round out what we're going to do next time. So what do you want to talk about in our next little uh, piece of we can go on? Yeah, after the break. Well, I think um, it, it might, be, uh, might be fun to talk about becoming a hypnotist. Yes, um, I think there is some people going to be interested in that for sure. And uh, what else could we talk about? We could talk about... Um, we could talk about entertainment. I could also talk about the things that happen during a show. That yes, don't I think know. maybe because I think I I keep them posted a lot, but uh, on on the you know, but the entertainment will really excite them. I think because that's what they get. To, that's what they get to see usually. That's usually their intro yeah. to hypnosis. Because yeah, that is true. Okay, so uh, we're just going to go to break now, and I'll okay. see you on the other side, as we say. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info 
at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. listening to hypnosis everywhere the simpson protocol to reach the show today please call into 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to inez that's i-n-e-s at inez simpson.com now back to this week's program welcome back and this is Hypnosis Everywhere with Inez Simpson and Martin Gover, who's been very quiet this time. And we've got Sean Michael Andrews here. So, Sean, I, let's talk about what we said. We go a little bit into the entertainment field a little okay. further. Okay. Well, well, stage hypnosis, it's funny. Um, stage hypnosis is how most people find out about hypnosis. And, um, you know, there are there are good shows and there are shows that maybe maybe push the limits a little bit i prefer the um i prefer the family entertainment uh but but at any rate that's that's how many people experience hypnosis for the first time when they see their friends up on stage or when they get up on stage and it's kind of funny because they don't there are some things that go on in a stage show that most people don't know about like for instance um only about 20% of the population will go into a super deep trance. I mean, we're talking about a trance where, where they can have hallucinations. And, and, and so, so that's the person that the stage hypnotist is looking for. And so when they're choosing people to come up, they'll do it one of two ways. One is they will do suggestibility tests. And these are tests that we use to test the imagination and the ability to concentrate uh, with the audience. And then they'll, they'll pick and choose the people that do best in these suggestibility tests. The other way they'll do it is they'll put up a bunch of chairs, you know, 20 or more chairs, and then they'll just invite everyone to come up. But everyone that comes up does not stay on stage. The yeah. whole thing from beginning to end is a process whereby the stage hypnotist uh, dismisses people from the stage because they want to whittle it down to the absolute best responders, because the high responders. And so out of 20 people, you could easily whittle out 15 of them and, and come down to just the, the best five people on stage. So, so it's not that the hypnotist is not particularly good. Yes. I've had shows where I kept everybody on stage, but those are rare. So, so they're, they're trying to get the best responders, the 20 percenters, the people that are going to be the most entertaining on stage. Here's another thing. Just because somebody is a deep hypnotic subject does not mean that I'm going to keep them on stage. I want people that are going to be demonstrative. I mean, if they just if they're just going to sit there like a bump on the log, you know, that's not going to entertain anyone. And so, uh, so if they're not entertaining enough, then they will be dismissed. Um, it's not. I don't know any professional hypnotist that uses stooges. 
Um, it's really not necessary. It's very easy to find a few people who are going to respond really well, go really deep and, and, and be very entertaining. It's not that hard to find them. But uh, so anyway, so, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of people don't make it on stage and they, just because you get dismissed from stage doesn't mean that you're not hypnotizable. It just means that the hypnotist has, has to work with the people that go in the fastest and the deepest. And so if you don't go in quickly enough or deeply enough, then yeah, you will be dismissed from stage, but that doesn't mean that you can't stop smoking or lose weight with hypnosis. It's just, you know, you're not right. Yeah, for the different. And it's also that, you know, the creativity is let loose. But some people are obviously better at letting it loose than others. So yes. I mean, you want the prime people for the stage show. Exactly. And then another thing that people who attend a stage hypnosis show don't realize is that these skits are uh, layered in such a way that they do the easy stuff first. Almost every, everyone who's uh, who's listening to this, if you've been to a hypnosis show, um, you no doubt saw a skit that had something like hot and cold. The people were supposed to imagine they were out of the beach and there was a sun shining, or maybe they were on a bus and it, the heater was on. They and they're they're told to experience being very hot, and then and then they have them experience being very cold, and they'll get them to cuddle up to one another and that sort of thing. It's in it's the first skit in almost every hypnosis show. Why is that? It's because it doesn't require a very deep trance in order to experience hot and cold. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this on the radio right now, notice how chilly it is. You notice how I mean, it could be a little warmer where you are right now. And it, it's kind of chilly now. I mean, when you really think about it and, and just that suggestion and you can feel cold. So so that's why that is a popular first skit for a hypnosis show. And then anyone who doesn't respond to that is probably not going to respond to a more um, profound suggestion. Like, for instance, mm. that the hypnotist disappears or that, uh, or that they, they see uh, an invisible puppy on the stage or something like that. You know, they always start with the easy skits and then the skits get uh, progressively more. Uh, they re the, the skits that come up later in the show are skits that require a depth, a greater depth of hypnosis. That's the other thing. Um, and we use those same rules, though, in, in the hypnosis chair. You know, we're not going to expect somebody to be able to do something big time right away. Then we have to sort of lead them into it and doing smaller things, bigger, you know, and it goes on. And exactly. that's sort of the same, you know. Exactly. And the other thing that these hypnotists are doing on stage is they're constantly deepening the trance. In other words, they bring them out of hypnosis and they put them back in and out and in and out and in. And this brings in the concept of fractionation because mm -hmm. every time you come out of hypnosis and go back in, you tend to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And so by the end of the show, the people on stage that are left on stage are very, very deep in hypnosis. And this is something that hypnotherapists can learn from the stage hypnotist because and this is what this is what made Dave Elman as mm -hmm. far as it got the doctors interested in in Dave Elman uh, our hero you know born in born in <laughs> the year 1900 and, and one of the the best hypnotists ever and and that was that physicians saw his stage shows and thought 
he gets people deeper in hypnosis than we ever have. We've got to get him to show us that. And, and of course, what they, what the doctors did not understand was that Elman was constantly taking them out of hypnosis and putting them in and out and in, and each time getting very deep. And so by the end of the show, these people were so profoundly hypnotized that they could experience anything. And there, you know, there's the other thing about stage hypnotists is, you know, as it comes back to us and what we're doing this for is enlightening people is that. Actually, they think it's um, people say, well, you know, that stage hypnosis does you harm, but it doesn't. It shows people how easy they can allow themselves to go into hypnosis, what they can achieve in hypnosis. And if you direct that uh, an issue that you need to work mm -hmm. with, how profound would that be? It, exactly. It's it's like I say, it's it's the uh, it's the first experience that most people have with hypnosis. And and this is what gives them the idea that maybe this would be useful. Maybe if I wanted to stop smoking or lose weight or get rid of a phobia or something like that. So so done properly. I think it's a great introduction to hypnosis. I agree. And you you like it. I think you said that you like going doing high school aged kids. Oh, yeah. Well, those are the best shows because <laughs> high school age kids now generally. OK, here's another thing. I said I was doing experiments um, and one of them is one of the experiments I've, I've done is is trying to determine what makes somebody more highly hypnotizable. And it's it's for certain that the younger someone is, the better they are at going into hypnosis. It's, now, it's not to say that a 80-year-old person is not going to be hypnotizable. They certainly are. But I'll bet you that person, when they were 17, was even more hypnotizable. So, yeah. so, yeah, so and, and high school kids are, they're so animated. You know, I have done shows at retirement communities, and that's a whole different population. I mean, yes, they will get animated, but they're not as animated as 17, 18-year-olds. <laughs> so, yeah, high school shows are the most fun. Uh, but if you're a stage hypnosis, hypnotist, uh, high school shows don't pay as well. They're, no. <laughs> uh, they're usually a college. High schools are probably the, the, uh, the, the lowest pay. And then colleges are a little bit better and clubs are a little bit better. However, bar shows are, can be terrible and, and yeah. next to nothing. Wouldn't I don't want to do bar shows anyway. That's no, not it's not. It wouldn't be my cup of tea. That's for sure. Even <laughs> though we found out that they can go into deep trance. <laughs> they certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, those are the ones I hear of and people are saying detrimental things about hypnosis. That's usually it. And yep. usually, and the other thing is, you know, are you going to make me cluck like a chicken? Do you know, in yep. most stage shows I've ever seen, I've never seen anybody cluck like a chicken. I haven't either. And, and I've never made somebody cluck like a chicken or, or quack like a duck or bark like a dog. I just, I, I couldn't see the entertainment uh, value in that. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. I, I, it would be sort of a, a very strange, but I don't know where that one comes from. I'd like to, I, see, that'd be fun to find out where that little story comes from. And that has I, I don't know. I don't know anybody that does that skit. However, I do have a friend, a, a hypnotist who did something I thought was very clever. She was doing a, uh, a high school show and one of the boys was cursing. And of course, she, the parents don't like that. So, uh, so she told him, the boy was very deep in hypnosis. She, she told him, the next time you want to say a curse word, an animal sound is going to come out instead. And every time this boy tried to curse, an animal sound came out. It was really entertaining. So <laughs> technically, she did not make him quack like a duck, but he was making animal noises. <laughs> 
Oh, that's very cool. I kind of yeah. like that. Wouldn't that be funny, though, if you carried, uh, if somebody came to you as a hypnotist, not on a show, and they wanted to curb their 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 speech, you know, from saying curse words, and you, you, you know, you did that. <laughs> I can just imagine that would be the most funny thing ever. Those things don't last too long. But, you know, there's, a, there's a certain life to a suggestion that's given in a stage show. So, Maybe. you know, but you don't know how long it goes. That's the thing. That's true. That's because true. Because each a- person will accept a suggestion at a different level from. And, and that's, a, that's another thing, you know, depth of trance. I've found that there's no correlation between depth of trance and the ability to make a change. And the way I discovered this was I used to do a lot of weight loss Mm -hmm. and, and some of my weight loss clients went super deep into hypnosis, but they weren't losing the weight. Yeah. They, they'd lose some, but they weren't doing well. And then some people I knew weren't very good at going into hypnosis. They went into trance, you know, but they didn't go very deep and they were doing wonderfully. So, I mean, all things being considered, I would prefer to have a deeper trance. Yes, and in general. Try to achieve that. I know you do. <laughs> I want to keep you for the next nine minutes to or the closing amount. Of, okay. Is that okay? Whatever it is. And yeah. so we're going to go to break now and then we'll come back because I, I want to keep the conversation going. Okay. Okay, off to break we go. See you on the other side. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And we're talking to Sean Michael Andrews. And I've asked him to stay to the very end of the show. And I know usually we're giving you tools but this is too entertaining to pass up. So I'm just going to let Sean tell us some more stuff. Go ahead. Okay. Sean. <laughs> some more stuff. Okay. Some more stuff. A little right, more well, entertainment and also maybe a little bit about Elman, our sort of, um, he was, I never met him personally, but you know, we were both very Elmanized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave Elman, for those, those who don't know, was probably one of the, well, not probably he was, 
one of the two greatest hypnotists of the uh, 20th century, uh, the other one being Milton Erickson. And uh, it's, it's uh, for those people who can see this uh, on, on Facebook, you see I've, I've got a green background, uh, the green screen behind me. Green actually is the, uh, the color that we've associated with Dave Ellman. And uh, Erickson was, was uh, associated with purple. It's kind of interesting. But, but anyway, so Ellman, Ellman was, a, uh, was a stage hypnotist. And yeah. he started uh, doing stage hypnosis probably when he was about 12 years old. And he was on the vaudeville circuit. And uh, his, his father was a, uh, a hypnosis, um, I would say, hobbyist. And, um, and so he was taught from a very young age about hypnosis. And, uh, and so anyway, Elman, Elman, um, when he was 49 years of age, uh, was, uh, talked into teaching physicians how to do hypnosis for pain management, to take away phobias, to do all sorts of lose weight. And, and, um, Elman, Elman did that from, the age of 49 until until he passed away i guess at the age of 63 and so elman was a i of course i i unfortunately never got to meet the man um but both inez and i are, are friends with his son and i've just learned so much in going over the old elman recordings and 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 things that he's written and uh and many of the things that he taught back in the 1950s and 60s are really valuable to hypnotherapy today. There are many techniques that he used that uh, sort of got lost. Uh, for instance, he had a wonderful uh, way of uh, taking away migraine headaches. It's a fantastic technique that just doesn't get used and i've 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 taught this in in many different countries and it's it, it's just brilliant it's um i think he's he's probably the biggest influence on me as a, as a hypnotist and so um i'm just i'm just very grateful to have um have access to some of the materials he left behind i and i i agree i still give out that hypnotherapy book to all my students mm -hmm. I'm starting, you know, because I think it's one of the most important books and, and it's so well done. I mean, it's just transcripts of what of him being the real him. And you notice, and you know, we get into this pattern where we think hypnotists have to be different and all he ever was sounding like he was always having a conversation. He was always caring mm -hmm. and all that. And it shows you how hypnosis works really well on a level with the rapport that he built, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's um Hey, we and, got and, serious again. Let's go back to fun stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody knows I'm kind of an Elman based parent and so are you, but I really love that story. The last um so maybe we can finish off a little bit now on an entertaining note. Entertaining because we can go quickly. <laughs> okay. All right. So how are we going to entertain? Uh, let me see. Nothing like putting in a spotish on. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, well, here we could talk a little bit about, uh, about hypnosis on YouTube. Um, yes, there are some artful cuts that are made <laughs> in, in those videos. Uh, yeah. but the one that I usually get, uh, 
um, the criticism that I sometimes get is, does he only hypnotize pretty girls? <laughs> the answer to that is, is no, I don't. I hypnotize everybody. Anyone who wants to get hypnotized, you know, 60 year old men, come on, we're going to do them too. But they don't show up. They don't get it to, to YouTube. They, <laughs> they wind up on the cutting room floor. And the only reason for that, <laughs> the only reason for that is that 87% of my viewers on my YouTube channel are men. And men do not want to see other men getting hypnotized. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I'm, pandering, I'm pandering to my viewers, and they would <laughs> rather see a pretty girl than somebody like me. They don't want to see see my face. They want to see <laughs> a pretty girl. So, yeah, so I yes, I do hypnotize all sorts of people. If you want to be hypnotized, I want to hypnotize you, but you might not wind up on my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's most of it. You know, the, the whole thing is maybe the young girls don't mind either being on the YouTube channel. So, you know, right. you know, that's true. That's true. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it, it, I think that, well, one of the things, okay, we talked about hypnotizability. Um, mm -hmm. Women are slightly better at going into hypnosis than men. It's not a great advantage. It's probably only one or two percentage points. But women are, are a little bit better at going into hypnosis than men. And the other thing is that opposite sex hypnosis tends to work better. Um, so me being a man, it's going to be easier for me to hypnotize a woman the same way that it's easier for a woman to hypnotize a man. Yeah. So, and, you know, we're talking generalities and, and oh, that absolutely. is for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, we only we got a, a few minutes left. Okay. I know this goes so fast. And I want you to tell anything you need to tell the audience about where you'll be or what you're doing next courses or anything like that. And oh, they'll also you. be they'll all be, be on our, you know, our show, our page show. But Oh, wonderful. OK. Well, uh, let's see. I, I've, I have just um, opened the new facility here in Augusta, Georgia, and it's the new uh, the new classroom for the Atlantic Hypnosis Institute. And the first class in the new location is going to be in July. And ah. uh, I, I haven't I haven't chosen the exact date. But if they if they want to go to the Atlantic Hypnosis Atlantic Hypnosis Institute .com, they they will see the uh, the facility. There's a video of the facility. And I really oh, and as you have to come here, it is I am so excited about this place. <laughs> it is it's got a beautiful classroom. I'm in the classroom right now. It's set up as a studio right now. It's got you know, it's got the break room, two bathrooms. I love it. Two <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great because, you know, the lineups at the women's, it's always like that. That's right. And, that, and that's, that's right. But we will, we will post that on our, our show, and page show, sure. and show page. I have a bit of a problem with my mouth. <laughs> Maybe if I can see myself, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but I also need to talk about what we're doing. I People should go and see your Atlanta thing. But, you know, I've never been to Atlanta. Or Augusta. 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 Augusta sorry. Yeah, this is where the um, the big Masters golf tournament. Oh, right, been. the golf tournament. Hey, yeah, and, another and, big market there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hypnosis for, for golf. Yeah. Although, yeah. although you know what? I have not been 
doing that because I've been concentrating on on the research and and writing and teaching. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Fantastic market for that. Yeah, but yeah, you know, come to Augusta. Yeah, I'd love to come to Augusta one day. All right, all right, um, I will invite you. So I want to thank you for being here today. And where, who's here next week, Mark? You are Simpson Protocol. It's Tim and. Uh, oh, I am here. Ah. Yeah. With you and Tim, okay. With, with Tim Horn and yes. Greg Sarton, my two Simpson Protocol American trainers. Ah. So that's what we're doing next week. It's a good cool. thing I can check with my co-host because I might say the wrong thing. so it was great and we're just about off the show so i really thank you for having me happy that we can don't go yet because we can say goodbye to the facebook people too after oh okay okay Okay. so i'll say goodbye for now to our audience and see you next week in hypnosis everywhere thank you for being a part of the show today Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol, with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 